0: Hey everybody, it is We Got To Beat, the podcast devoted to teen entertainment of the 80s and beyond. I'm your host, Michael. My sister Mindy is on the other side.
1: Say hello. Yep. Hello.
0: <laughs> I thought you were just going to be like, yep, that's it. That was your... <laughs> um.
1: You never know what I'm going to do. That's the fun.
0: You're going to hear me take it off my armband. Sorry. I forgot to take it off, but if I don't, it's probably going to cut off circulation. I'll die during the recording of this episode. I'm all, my arm hurts. You, might,
1: you might pass out, and we don't need that, no, for don't. sure.
0: Um, so this episode is celebrating uh, the Mighty Ducks trilogy now it came up in conversation earlier well sort of conversation is it technically a teen movie and I say if your franchise flows over into the teen years then yes it is a loophole
1: yeah you know I think I just brought that up because sometimes I wonder is it a teen movie because of who they, who the, uh, who the movie is being like, uh, you know, marketed to. Is sometimes that's what I think I question. Yeah, so like these, it, some well, of these I feel like they were marketed to a younger audience, kickass, you know, an older audience. So it's right. just something that I, you know, think about sometimes. Not, not that we can't make up our own rules because we do all the time. So it doesn't really matter.
0: Yeah, I figured. Well, if it's if it's either focused on teens or sold to teens, like the Scream franchise. Yes, yes, part three is clearly uh, much later when, the, you know, Sydney's in her 20s, True. but it's still sold to the teens. The whole slasher genre is basically sold to teenagers. True. Um, but this one I actually looked in, Joshua Jackson was 13 when they filmed this. So, yay! It yeah, qualified.
1: When I, yeah, when I watched them all over again, I was like, oh, yeah, like I really shouldn't have worried about it. Um, but, um, yeah, it's something I always consider. But again, we can make up our own rules. cares? Yeah. <laughs> All
0: right. So let's start with the... I, I wanted to watch the show, but I have not got around to it yet. So that'll probably be in a different episode. Is it around teenagers or is it little kids?
1: Um, I watched one episode, the very first episode. I think the kids might be... I don't know. They might... I think they're middle school also. Okay. So I think that it's about the same but uh i mean one episode i watched was fine uh i think you know i need to watch a few more to to really uh, base an opinion but um but yeah i think it's about the same age range
0: yeah one thing i noticed with the trilogy is that after part one they got rid of a lot of the younger kids
2: Yeah. so that they they can make it
0: well i think it's because of the goodwill games had to be Teenagers, and then you—you you definitely have to do it with part three, where they all have to basically be in the same grade in order for the story to work. So, yeah. uh, we lose a few people. Um, who's a little kid from uh, Pete and Pete again? I can't remember his name, but you know he gets dropped. His-
1: Something or other.
0: Bonaduce, I'm sure. Danny Partridge. Danny.
1: It's something Minaducci. B. Danny or T. 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 I can't remember. Oh. But I didn't. I didn't realize that either. That for some reason in my mind he was involved a lot more than just one. But then I was like, oh wait, it was him and his sister. The sister's gone too. And then the two um, brothers from the first one were right. gone too. You know, their their dad was like gonna or did temporarily take over as coach. I was like, oh wait, they're gone too, um, in the second one. And, uh, also the kid that was from heavyweights, the, the main kid from heavyweights.
2: Oh, right. Who's on the
1: cover, who's on the freaking cover of the Mighty Ducks movie is not in any, but the first one. Yeah, that's
0: interesting. And, and they keep some people around who seem to be kind of pointless. Like, Um, and I hate to say it because, what's that? Gee. Um, I think you're saying a word. You don't even
1: know who that is, do you?
0: Who is Gee? Gee?
1: So, he was in every single movie. He was the one who was like, uh, sort of ended up being like the boyfriend of like, uh, what's her name? Marguerite. Oh,
0: oh, okay, okay. What's his name?
1: He's in all of it. His name is Guy. It like, is? Guy, I'm looking at it right
0: now. Like, it's Yeah, it says Guy. Okay, 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 okay. So yes, I know who that uh, is. Yeah, he is completely he is pointless. in every
1: movie. He has almost no lines. And for a while, we're like, is he even in this movie again? And then we're like, oh, there he is. Like, he's in like two scenes. And I'm just like, what the heck? This poor kid gets the shaft. Why? Why bring a kid back for every single movie and he's one of the few that is in all of the movies and have no damn lines?
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty much thrown away, but it's like well, because Connie is a pretty a pretty big focus in the first movie, but they move her back in the second, and third one because mm-hmm. cat. Why is her name called Cat Lady? I don't understand this. The the, the cat, what's her name? She's in the second, and third um, one. Well she's a big focus. I don't
1: remember her name. the The reason is, I believe it's because she has cat like reflexes. Because
0: she's a goalie. Oh, okay.
1: Or it has something. Or it has something to do with the mascot of her home team because she came. They recruited her from somewhere else. Remember, she was from like Maine, and they were all. Most of the rest of them were from Minnesota, and she, they, a few of the kids in the second movie were recruited from other locations. It just stuck with them
0: okay, yeah, they, it's so, all
1: very strange.
0: it's like so Connie's in a big part of the first one they they she steps back so that cat lady is is more of a focus, so it's just like they kept her around and they're like, what do we do? what do we give her and they gave her you know, know. Me as the boyfriend that's the only story they had
2: it was so it
1: was really frustrating' because it was just like so like why did you keep these kids around just to just to do nothing' Because it's like they could have they could have done a lot more. Yeah. And then and then that girl, what was that girl's name? Uh, Julie was the character's name, and she, you know, she's the one who got to have the lines about, you know, oh, like the feminist lines. He's like, hey guys, and she's like, people, and you know that stuff. And the she got to be the '90s feminist. Um, but basically, you know, so many of the other characters were just like me. Like Dwayne, the the like Texan kid, got all the cheese, and it's just it was weird. Some of it was just at least Averman got toned down, and he was less obnoxious. Oh God, yeah. You know, some <laughs> some of the rough edges were toned down from the first one that actually made the made them more bearable, but then some of them were just toned down so much that they were almost non-existent so i feel frustrated for the fact that really the only characters that really have like any depth at all is charlie
0: yeah and he 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 is your through line through the whole thing is charlie um
1: Well, Charlie is this movie. I mean, Charlie is Mighty Ducks.
0: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't get greenlit without a star. I'm still weirded out that they were able able to convince Emilio Estevez to be in a kids movie because you look at his filmography before this, he was almost always like the tough punk. I mean, he had the Young Guns and all the movies with uh, like outsiders and stuff like that. Um, And then he's like, you know, a cop and he was
1: he was tough in a different way. So maybe he was like, I want to be tough and smart
0: yeah that, that had to have been it and you know it gave him something it gave him an introduction to an audience that had probably never seen him before
1: yeah you know that's a weird thing is when I was looking back at the movies you know how I don't know if you've noticed this but I imagine you have the the, the, the fashions and like styles of the 80s and 90s were really really unflattering um to everyone men women doesn't matter that when you look at people they and you think they haven't they haven't aged or they in fact look younger now because like the makeup and the hair and all that stuff is so much more flattering now yeah Uh, do you know what i'm saying so it's like so when in the second or at the end of the first movie when he is like gonna you know try out for the minor leagues or whatever and he's like he's like they're like oh he's so old and he's like they're saying he's like I don't know 29 or 30 or something <laughs> like that I forget and I'm like no way he's so much older than that but he wasn't really he really was like pretty much that age and I was just like no way the 80s are so unkind you know like it's so strange how uh age is well, very confusing. He
0: also that has that dark eye the thing around, you know the bone around his eyes. He's That's true. Um he's always kind of had something. It's weird that he could pull off Billy the Kid, which was only 4 years earlier than this and Billy was supposed to be what 17 I think at the time of the first movie and he pulls it off, but um I I feel the same way about Emilio Estevez as I do like people like Brendan Fraser, where they were underappreciated by critics and their movies have stood the test of time. They're known by a whole generation for certain movies that were kind of tossed away. Um,
2: Yeah.
0: And then they kind of disappeared. I mean, Brendan Fraser disappeared two or three times for long chunks of time. Emilio has been gone for so long. The shock of him even being in the show is... Surprising well, because I don't think he's done anything since uh, that he has not directed since Mighty Ducks three.
1: No, that's not true at all.
0: What I feel like everything that no. he's done, he's directed. What has he been in that he hasn't?
1: Oh, I thought I thought you said he hasn't done anything, even directing.
0: No, no, it's only he only ever seems to appear okay. in stuff that he's directed, which is very sparse because you know he's. Uh, but yeah
1: genius have you seen the way yeah it's great it's so fantastic it's yeah. so I and and so is Bobby I uh, you know I do think that there's a lot of his stuff that is is really great and not very appreciated I mean I will always be a huge minute minute work fan oh no, yeah
0: that's probably it's, my favorite maybe, of the bunch maybe it's
1: you know, I just I think some of the best stuff is the underappreciated stuff. And I will tell you, you know, that he his his the last movie he directed was The Public, which you'd think that I would have been the first person to watch a, an entire feature film about the importance of public library. Uh, I cannot watch because I'm terrified that they will completely brutalize and inaccurately portray my life's work. Therefore, (laughs) I cannot watch it. I'll watch it a legend. I've heard it's I've heard it's fantastic, but I'm not sure I can I can find that out by myself. So anyway, um yeah, you know oh, I didn't know that that Emilio Estevez was writing and directing Guns Three. The third
0: installment of the Young Guns film franchise. Yeah, it's it's sort of, it's a pseudo wow. sequel because he doesn't own the rights, but Billy the Kid, all of that is public domain, so right, anybody sure. can make it. So um, he could call it Blaze of Glory or whatever he wants, as long as he doesn't call it Young Guns Three.
1: Right. I think right now it's called Guns.
0: Yeah, I would have loved to because... have had. It's kind of a, a like purgatory, but I was thinking yeah. Old Guns, where you recruit everybody from uh the movie the original movies and have them like in the 1920s out in the west and they're hiding out uh they're like old western guys and uh the mobsters come in because i guess you know they they were starting to plant like the idea for vegas and they're running drugs and stuff out of this small town and in the middle of you know nevada and these old western guys go up against the mob
1: well, you maybe have just given them a great plot line and you didn't you're not going to get any credit for it. So, well, it, don't it, do it that. was
0: it was just going to sit there and rot anyway, so who cares?
1: And also Emilio is totally going to listen to our podcast. So. Totally,
0: he's a huge fan. Um, we love you, Emilio.
1: Emilio! Yeah. Emilio. Now, people
0: gave him shit for this franchise, but this allowed him to survive a few bombs and gave him uh you know, the opportunity to direct, uh, what was it? The war at home because he signed a deal for part three Mm -hmm. and he said, yeah, I'll do like three or four days of shooting, but you have to pay for this like $2 million movie that I'm going to do with my dad. And, uh, that's, that's, so he was able to get that directed, uh, and produced by Disney. And, you know, like, he survived Judgment Night bombing, which I think is a, a fantastic film. Uh, yeah, another st-
1: that is a downright dirty shame. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, another stakeout. And it's just, there's a few in here that tanked pretty bad. But thankfully, with the the success yeah. of Mighty Ducks, it was able to keep them going. This was a huge hit. It came out right at the beginning of hockey season. And it, you know, has a, a formula we've seen a million times since. But it was, it's the Bad News Bears formula. And no one really replicated mm-hmm. it again until this movie. Then all of a sudden, you had so many copies of this. The Big Green. Uh, what's that giant little giants? You know, and, and there's so many yeah. sports movies focused around kids uh, at this time.
1: Yeah, definitely. Oh, trivia! Jake Gyllenhaal, who was unknown at the time, auditioned for the role of Charlie Conway, but his parents wouldn't let him do the movie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But they're okay with
1: bubble well, boy. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty sure like it would have been a, just a dandy movie with Joshua or with, with uh Jake Gyllenhaal, but Joshua Jackson is just Jesus Christ. That guy is just quality. Like from I mean, he was what? He was a little bit older than he was playing, right? So in 1992, he was probably like, what, 14, 15. He was a few years older right. than he was playing. But damn, like, he the, the just like the emotion. He's so good.
0: <laughs> well, and I really thought his career was over because the third one bombed, and he really didn't have any anything else. And then I saw a preview for Dawson's Creek one day, and they're like, hey, this is E.T. with the behind the scenes of a new series – from Kevin Williams in the Dawson's Creek, and I saw him, and I would go, "Ah, oh, this will last like six episodes; they'll cancel, and his career is over." And I was wrong.
1: <laughs> well, I'll tell you something, but somehow I, I, I did not know that there was a third Mighty Ducks, and I had never seen it until I, two sho- days ago. Shocking!
2: I, How I've is seen this it possible? So, I have seen it so many know. times. Yeah.
1: But the, the weird thing is, is that like I had no idea at least not right away, that, like, the person on Dawson's Creek was the same person as Mighty Ducks at first. If I had seen the third one, I there's no question, because he had matured and changed so much that I, that, that you know, you can definitely, there's no question. But I, ha, I n- have never seen it before. Because um, I'm going to say that, like, I'm okay with that, and I'd probably never watch it again but I mean he was still Joshua Jackson is still like the best part he's the most consistent I mean he's the one who's in every movie he's the the heart and soul of the whole plot line of every movie I think yeah well he's one of the few that has
0: three dimensions because
1: Yeah.
0: a lot of these they don't really give them much to do Goldberg's in all of them and they don't give him shit I know I know thank god he's cleaned up oh my god He's not going to be in the show so far, but hopefully he cleans himself up and he's able to... Yeah,
1: you know, I will say that that was one of this, the this, the most joyous feelings I would ever had for a complete stranger that I had never met before. You know, when I saw how well he was doing and that he had gotten clean and, and all that stuff, and it was just like... Uh, it brought me a lot of joy, so I really hope that he can stay that way and, hey, maybe he can... Um, Come back and make an appearance on the show. I did. I did see that the most recent episode. I think like five. I think they're on now because they only air one one a week. Um, but uh, a bunch, a bunch of the kids came back uh, together in, in the most recent episode. But I That's won't good. say more than that.
0: Yeah, um, Eldon Henson, I think, has had a very, very good career. Some of these guys just disappeared, but some have been consistent. Of course, Eldon has shined very well on the Daredevil TV show. God.
1: I will say that uh, I kind of think great things about him. wasn't Wasn't he? In, isn't he in the Mighty?
2: Oh, that's Which interesting. Yeah, you're
1: have, right.
0: Yeah, we're gonna we're doing an upcoming episode.
1: We're gonna talk about. I love that movie with all of my heart. Um, and um, yeah, it's super nice to see. Um, kid actors, and they're able to transition to to adult roles. And you know, I kind of found him annoying at first um, on Daredevil, but he really kind of won me over. So, um, uh, yeah, kudos, dude. Um, I did think that was kind of annoying how they what they did with his character a bit in the Mighty Ducks movies, where it's like. Um, Clearly, there was part. There was like adult men recording things that were supposed to be him, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure he probably could have pulled off like a a deep mean voice if you just let him try. Yeah. But instead, you could tell it was like clearly an adult man, and I'm just like, what the hell? This is so weird. <laughs> Some of the like gags uh, that really does irritated me. me. The, yeah,
2: the sound effects. Like the,
1: the first one. What really, you know, the first one really wasn't an issue for me. And, but some, somewhere in the, in there by the third one, it was so hokey and just so like, I I had a feeling that because the kids were a little older, they felt like they had to try harder to appeal to a younger audience. And so suddenly it was just like so much more slapsticky and like all these weird special effects. And I'm just like, I don't. Is there a cartoon bird that's going to come out in a yeah, second? Yeah, it's, like, it's, so I think strange. the problem is, is
0: that they refused to believe that their audience was growing up the same as the cast. They should have dropped yeah. it. It's like they were still trying to sell parts two and three to the same age group, not the same audience as the first movie.
1: Right. And that's the mistake because, I mean, kids are going to watch it, but also, like, don't insult your fans that are already that have been with you
0: yeah the uh uh so I, I see the first one really works um but it is a, kind of a simple formula um it really does give I, just, I think i think emilio has a lot to work with uh in this uh he he really shines as like this driven frustrated uh leader reluctant leader
1: mm-hmm. yeah and i think that it's like it's frustrating, but it also it's it's incredibly believable and relatable that you know he's not perfect, and that when things get hard, you want to quit. And uh, well, and yeah, he's <laughs> you know, emotionally really... broken
0: because of his stuff that yeah. happened as a youth. You know, the one character that's in all of these that they throw away; they really do nothing with, even though story wise, he has a lot. Is Adam Banks? Adam Banks. But he's not uh-huh. a good actor. They he has so much potential, and they give him a little bit in the first one, and it's just in like the second, third one. He's just around because I think the kid must have been a legitimately good hockey player who could act, just not a good actor. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Yes. I yes. I think so. There's like there's a difference between like uh, an athlete that can act, and then an athlete who is an actor. Like. You know, there's not a lot. You know, there's not a lot of rocks out there. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're more like John Cena. <laughs> Although I think he's getting a lot. He better. is, isn't he?
0: It's surprising. When I first saw him in the Marine, I, I was like, oh shit, that's terrible. And then yeah, you know, it's this is rough. Yeah, and I guess he walked and away for you like you a watched, decade. And you
1: like playing with fire. Have you seen? Did you watch that one? I haven't
0: seen that one, but I've seen Blockers, and he was pretty good in that.
1: Like. Yeah, definitely, I definitely think he's he's learning. So there's, yeah, I do think that there's there's people with that raw talent, and then there's people who have, you know, who will improve over time. And, yeah, you're right. Maybe that young guy who played Adam Banks, like, he just, he was okay. But, again, they didn't give him a ton to work with. So um, I was just going to say that um, – I thought it was, like, super weird, like, MC Ganey, like, as the... uh, Yeah,
0: why is he around children?
1: (laughs) His driver, but he is, like, everywhere. And I'm like, this And it may be the only time I've ever seen him in anything where he's not, like, a total bad man. Like, he's always such a, like, bad guy. Yeah. And, uh, like, often plays, like, tough criminals and all this stuff. And I was just like, oh, that's funny, like at least he got to be something different i will say another thing too like we were looking up what happened to dave carp who was like i said in the first one in in the main the main actor in Heavyweights. and we like looked him up and he did he did like have a pause in his acting for quite some time and then he came back and like the the night the um 2005 or so and then he was on like a stint of like gossip girl and all this stuff oh, okay. but he like you you can, you he's unrecognizable. I mean, I guess you could still kind of see it in his face, but if you look at like some of his pictures on IMDb, the dude is ripped.
0: Oh. Like, really? Okay, I got to look he, that up he, later.
1: He, yeah, he he t- he took a, like made a huge turn as an adult and like yeah, he's he's steadily. Um, so good job of getting a hold of, you know, t- taking, taking your health by by the throat and, and take and taking care of that stuff. But yeah, he's actually been doing a ton of stuff. Um, since, since like I, I he, 95 was heavyweights and then he didn't act again until two, two, 2009.
2: Wow. That's and then a he's big been pretty job, much, yeah. he's
1: been acting pretty steadily since. So good job, buddy. Um, but, yeah, you see that like kids kids that are like, you know, in a bunch of stuff for a real short period of time, like over a course of a few years, and then like, where'd they go? And then there's some people who like Marguerite Moreau, who you know I wouldn't say she's a huge star, but you know she has definitely been ha- been steadily acting, probably more more as an adult than when she was a kid. Right.
0: She's um, what, what been on uh, Grey's Anatomy for quite a while, right?
1: Grey's Anatomy? I don't know. She's I don't watch to show. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I can't believe
0: that show is still fucking. But, right. I feel like there's a record that everybody has is required to have twenty seasons of a show that no one gives a shit about. <laughs> Wet
1: Hot American Summer really is what you know. I mostly know her from. Yeah. Uh, but oh no, she was on it only for seven episodes. Oh, okay, uh, in two thousand thirteen. I actually was
0: but, when I when I first started the podcast. I was actually kind of friendly with her, and we would talk in uh, private messages. Because uh, she wanted to start a podcast and trying to protect, you know, whatever. But it, it, it got out of control because um, I'm a fan, but I'm not like – it's fucked up. She left social media because what yeah. I was seeing and, and what she was upset about, and she didn't really tell me, but she said it on, on social media, is that – These guys were like, leave your husband, marry me, you're the most gorgeous woman on earth. I mean, she's married, she had a kid, Uh, and it was fucked up. Like, literally, the only thing we ever talked about was, like, promotion on social media and how to work with podcasting and stuff like that. That was it. And then, one day she just disappeared, and it sucks that her fucking obsessive, gross fans did that. Yeah, uh,
1: people are really gross. Um, that's a shame, but, uh... Anyway, she's she's still working. She's still doing stuff, but maybe on her own terms, she's yeah. you know.
0: Um, let's talk about the second one. Social media is gross. The the second <laughs> one is almost as successful as the first one. I think it helps that it was so close. It was a year and a half difference. I think it's funny that this mm-hmm. opened up against <laughs> um, Major League Two. And literally it's like I think oh. I think it was the same week. So you got two brothers with two sports sequels and um both have kind of the same idea of misfit teams trying to come together to win a championship. That must have been an awkward family thing.
1: I have I have definitely seen uh Major League 2 Like, way, 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 way more times.
0: I don't really like the second one that much. It's it's too repetitive of the first movie. And that's the problem with this one. I think there's just too much that's similar. But there's also too many fucking characters. There's so many people that get pushed with these cliches. I mean, it's so fucking lazy, Mindy. It's, you got the, oh, the Texas guy, the, your hair's a hair, and they have lasso, know, like, and, and then the Mexican the guy who has the music, olé, and stuff like that. And I was like, this is fucking stupid. This is not a good
2: idea.
1: Yeah, a lot of it is really just like lazy writing. Mm hmm. Um,. I was going to say something that I thought was interesting is like, okay, Catherine Urbe, I don't know how you say her name, right? So she was like the the tutor or something, right? Or for the, for the kids, I right. think? Right, yeah. Um, but it was like, so I looked it up, and when this m- movie was only like four years after What About Pop? Oh, no, three, it was 1991, and then this was 94, right? So it was only three years after What About Bob. When she was in What About Bob, she was, like, 16. She's the was like daughter 16.
0: in What About Bob? I did yeah, not know she's, this.
1: She's the daughter from What About Bob. She, she was, like, playing, like, 16 years old, and then suddenly, three years later, she's in this movie, and she's, what, like, 25? I mean, she is much... She's actually, like, much older and much more age-appropriate. For in Mighty Ducks too, but isn't that so crazy that you uh, she could like her character, the character she would play would change so much in such a short period of time?
2: Yeah, it's wild. and then she w-
1: she went on and she did like tons of stuff, and I was and it took me a long time to be like, oh crap, she was a kid actor, I didn't even realize it. I forget she was on like some like she was on Oz for five years, holy cow, um, and a bun- some other like homicide like type shows you know anyway so yeah that connection to me is blew my mind
0: the uh so the big point of this one is that they now get uh added to the goodwill games and so they're putting together an international team and it's being funded by michael tucker's character who it's weird i don't know michael tucker very well i know he's on la law forever but it's weird seeing him be so wacky i was not expecting that at all i thought he'd be like an
2: authority Mm. figure
1: Maybe a lot of times I think people decide to do something because they they uh, uh, want to do something that's like out of character. Like nobody really as an actor, nobody really wants to be typecast yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean Unless it pays you I'm fifteen going to million dollars.
0: <laughs> I assume
1: yeah. that people got into acting because they wanted to act.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um
0: so, so. the ad, of the people they add, they add Julie, they add Portman, who I cannot Fucking stand, and I was also stunned to discover he's the kid from Newsies. I had no clue.
1: Well, not only that. Listen, I discovered two more things about him when I looked him up. One, yes, one he was in Newsies, but two, he is the singing voice of Max in the Goofy movie.
0: Oh my gosh! Uh, Okay, take that uh, in, buddy. Yeah, wow. That in. Uh,
1: Huh. And the, the the last thing I learned about. Well, actually, I learned many things about him. He went on to have a pretty busy career on Broadway. He has done tons of other things with his life. Like, it seems like he's been very, very, like, active and fulfilled with his life. And lastly, he is married to Adina Menzel.
0: He is?
1: I thought. He- I thought. They Diggs they got was. divorced a long time ago. Oh, okay,
0: uh, okay. I thought Tay Diggs was married to her.
1: They yes, they were married, but they've been divorced for a long time. But they all were in the Rent movie together.
0: He's in Rent. I gotta watch that movie. Shocking
1: Shock shocking awe, Yeah. So, but his character—I don't remember him, so I'll have to no, watch it his again. His character be, right? teams but up. He was so annoying in this movie. Yes,
0: he was. He teams. Well, it's also annoying is that it's a complete steal from Slap Shot. There's the Hanson <laughs> brothers and they're like wild and crazy and you know they beat people up like crazy and they have the bash brothers it's the same fucking thing it's so lazy they picked that up from another movie yeah i'm glad they kind of ditch him for part three because he was useless uh kenan thompson gets added to this i think this is his debut this is right before he i think what broke out on nickelodeon right with uh all that or something where did he start Keenan and Um I thought it was after all that. I
1: think that Keenan and Kel came from all that. I believe that they both were on all that before they got their own show. Okay. Um, this may have been one of his first things, and I will say that he was a little shit. But honestly, I find him delightful, <laughs> like always and forever. Yeah, he, this was his first movie. Then Heavyweights, then D Three, then Good Burger. Wait.
2: Yeah. No.
0: Good Burgers ninety seven. So so yeah, it goes. Uh, oh,
1: you know how they do that where they sh- they don't they don't put things in order. Oh, okay. Um, Keenan and Keenan and Kel was on from ninety six to two thousand. So when was all that on? Was ninety four. So he was on. It was the same time, I guess. Ninety four to two thousand nineteen. Well, that doesn't help people.
0: Um, liars. So Michael Vitar from Sandlot is what most people know him from. He's added to the franchise right. as Louis now. I think he's completely wasted in the second one. And I think it's mildly racist. But when he comes up in part three, his character, they ditch a lot of that. And they make him kind of uh, the lover of the group. And they give him more to do. And kind I, of a pun, though. Yeah, but I, I kind of like his character in part <sighs> three. It gave, it, well, because it, it's so bad in part two. I think it's just the juxtaposition. But yeah, looking up the skirts yeah. in a Disney movie. Come on. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, in the second one, it just like some of the other characters, it's very, very, very lazy writing. Yeah, And, yeah, they really kind of do some of these kids dirty, you know? <laughs>
2: uh, and
0: in Ken, his character is completely wasted. In this one, he gets better in the third one as well, played by Justin Wong. Yes. The uh, the main plot is, yeah, I said, the Goodwill Games, and they take on the uh, the evil, whether the Icelandic or Norwegian, Swedish? I can't remember. Yeah, Iceland,
1: I, Iceland, I believe, yeah. Yeah, it
0: doesn't matter. It's,
1: it's not Sweden. Sweden isn't evil.
0: No. No, but the team, <laughs> the team is. But um, that's really all I want to say about the second one. The second one did almost as well as the first one, but I don't think it's anywhere nearly as good.
1: Also, all the, like celebrity um, oh, like God. guest appearances were so awkward. awkward. <laughs> They're so terrible.
0: They're clearly phoned in. They must have had a deal with the NHL or something and they traded off like hey we'll have some of these guys show up and promote the NHL if you allow them to be in the movie.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, super awkward. Now we get to the uh, end. The trilogy is complete. Um, I, I, What is it you don't like about the third one? Because this might actually be my favorite of the trilogy. I've seen it so many times though.
1: Um, I think that uh, there's a few things. One, like I said, the like over-the-top, cartoony sound effects piss me off. Um, the um, just so lazy, stereotypical bully jocks.
0: Yeah, that is tiresome. Um, the villains aren't anywhere nearly as good. But the thing is, is I think they're kind of pointless. The villain is yeah. almost themselves. The Mighty Ducks yes, are tearing themselves apart.
1: What I do like – oh, I will say one other thing that frustrates me is, like, it's a, such a weird thing. Okay, in the first one, like, like Gordon, Coach Bombay, is sort of having some kind of romance with Charlie's mom, right? Okay, so then, like, well, he goes off to try to be in the minor leagues, and then he's gone for a little bit. He gets hurt. He comes back, and then all – like, it's been, like, what, maybe a year, and then suddenly his mom is, like, remarried uh, and is not in the second movie at all. And then that's all they say of her. And then and then, the third movie she comes back. She works at the same fucking diner. They never ever talk about nor show this supposed husband that she got married to and completely dropped the plot line. I mean she's not really in that much of the movie but still it's just like I feel like there's some serious continuity issues um, with that side character but she was kind of a lot more important in the first one right the third one
0: i don't like the inconsistency of hans because the guy who plays hans in the second movie i don't think is very good and the guy
1: isn't isn't playing hans he's his cousin really hans had to go home
0: i fucking missed that i'm sorry
1: yeah he's not playing hans he's playing his like cousin or his brother or something which but it's still weird because everybody knows him but how do they know him they've never shown him (laughs) it's still weird um yeah the guy who played hans for some reason he couldn't be in the second one i don't remember why uh but yeah um it's weird and then you know, one thing I really do like about the third one though is that the the coach at the school is not at all what you think.
0: Yeah, I, I they think... make
1: it seem like he's going to be the villain, uh-huh. but they then you realize, oh no, Charlie is kind of being a dick. Yeah, well, they're all being.
0: They're all. That's the thing. With all the the thing that runs through all the movies yeah. is that if they don't have anybody to guide them, they're a, a mess. They, they don't work they're as... They're
1: little
2: menaces. Yeah, they don't they work don't as have...
0: a team. They, they, yeah. they, they're all being selfish, which is... But it's also realistic because teenagers are all going off in their own direction. And it's only this thing that unifies them briefly for just the season. Yeah. But um, yes, my I big agree. peeve in this is they never should have put Emilio Estevez's name first. It's bullshit. They put him at, up front on the cover with his name above the title. And he's only in it for, what, eight minutes at most?
1: Yeah, but like, I get that Joshua Jackson is really the star, but I don't, I can understand why that wouldn't fly.
0: I guess. Does it it's fly together? It's
1: lazy, <laughs> but Disney is lazy sometimes. I
0: guess, but he really isn't part of this at all because he has a I whole different... I don't
1: disagree with you, but I'm not sure how else they would have done I it.
0: I guess, but it's a, it's see, it's already established franchise, though. It's already established with kids. I don't know if they cared if it said, and Emilio Vestivas. It should have said Joshua Jackson, Jeffrey Nordling, and Emilio Vestivas. Yeah, I
1: think... I just think that Disney, like, is... I don't even know if they would they do it now. Would they would they uh. Oh, they like re released it on, on DVD? Would
0: they change the cover? Yeah, I mean, companies do it all the time. No,
1: I just mean, I think in, in that they're they're a little have a little bit more uh. chutzpah now than they did in the nineties, right? I don't Everybody know says, oh, what the nineties are so say. classic, and I was
0: like, Disney was a little lost in the nineties, too, guys.
1: Oh, yes, they were <laughs> absolutely. Um, um, I right. do think it's really, really funny to see like um, Michael Cudlitz—I don't know if that's how you say his name—playing a teenager bully oh, in this right. movie. And what I mostly know him from is like *The Walking Dead* and like *Southland*. Right, and, like, right, *Band and of Brothers*. Me, he seems. To me, he seems like he's, like,
2: 50-something. Oh, he like, always he seems always like it he's seems 50. seems like an
0: old man. <laughs> yeah. and, and every single one of these teen movies, where it seems to have someone like this. Because you watch Airborne, there's Jack Black. And then you watch, uh, uh, what's up, My Boyfriend's Back, and there's Philip Seymour Hoffman. I'm mm-hmm. like, weren't they always old?
1: <laughs> I guess if you think about it, like, I'm trying to do math, and he really is, like, 55 years old now. So wow. I guess it makes sense. But, but uh I think he might have been slightly too old to be in this Maybe. movie. Maybe, but again, I didn't know him except for as an adult. So, like, it's it's hard sometimes to see it, you know, a, a different perspective. Yeah. Something else I think is super bizarre is that their their teacher, who was in one scene, thank the, you, the, the, woman, mean, uh,
0: that the audio. woman, yes,
1: wasn't she the principal in the first one?
0: Yeah, and I'm like, they're making no notice that she's the same actress. Playing two okay. different—is she supposed to be two different characters? I think so.
1: She designed... I think so. I'm pretty sure. That's really stupid. Like, is this the is this the director's mom? I'm so
2: confused.
1: <laughs> like it was like, and she was only in one teeny tiny little scene, but it was just like super bizarre. Well, she and has a very all... unique face,
0: and you immediately pick that up. You're like, what?
1: Yeah, she reminds me of like Mrs. Trunchbowl from Matilda. <laughs> or have you ever seen Matilda? I have Do never seen Matilda.
0: I will one day, though.
1: Okay, never mind. <laughs> very, very serious yeah. uh,
2: facial
0: features. And the big thing about this movie is that um, Charlie has had his father figure taken away again, but this time he's completely out of it, and he's got a new guy there who's trying to, you know... Coach Orion, played by Jeffrey Nordling, his job is... Is, hey, you guys are in high school now. This is when you start deciding do you want to do this professionally or not? I have to whip you into shape as if you are being scouted right now for college or to go straight to the majors and you guys are fucking it up left and right.
1: Mm. Yeah, but also at the same time, like his. You think that he's going to be that, like bully coach that's like their who is their quote unquote villain in the movie and he just straight up is not that at all. He is really a very, very different um than you and than you expect, which which you know, they they teach you that. And you're right, I really do think that uh the point of this movie is really like get out of your own way like you you can be your own villain you can be like the person standing in the way of your success because that's basically what it was especially for Charlie he was but for a lot of them they you know they had an idea they were mostly like you know had big egos after what had happened in the first few movies and they're, you know, uh, we're just—I don't know. Like, is—is is, do you think that's what is? What yeah, do you a, think lot the of, point a lot of a lot of it was
0: is? that they became self-confident over this, but not in a positive way. They—they were, they were like almost. Oh yeah, it no, and they lazy. got cocky. Yeah, you and um, you know that they had to go and, and relearn again and learn how to play differently because the way you play as a kid. You're just trying to make it through and then trying to be legit is totally different thing yeah
1: yeah and really just like they need to learn how to be team players and you know i think a lot of the first movie was just luck <sighs> you know they weren't really very good players and you're right they had to really learn how to play As a team. Yeah.
0: Well, in the second one, they also have and, gimmicks. The gimmicks are stupid. The third one, they have to learn yeah, the to be legitimate are... hockey players.
1: Yeah. And you know, I think what one of the things that dates this move, these movies, kind of badly, is their like deep commitment to the rollerblades. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, and that one scene, the one scene with Charlie and Goldberg, the hokeiest fucking thing that goes on forever and ever and ever where he's like he act, he rolls he he can't skate you still cannot skate yeah it's so stupid. how can these people still not skate and he like goes down the stairs and then charlie has to go after him and it's just like hijinks after hijinks after hijinks and awkward stupidness and i'm like i'm sorry he first of all can't skate but yet he manages to stay upright the entire time and charlie who can skate remarkably well and is like skating at full speed to try to catch him cannot catch him like it is just that whole thing was just stupid pointless like pratfall humor which really really was a waste of time yeah i wish it had been a little
2: they should
0: have focused by this point on the character-based humor is is what worked best. You know, misunderstandings and the dialogue stuff works. The physical commie stuff is bullshit. Yeah. Who's the girl from they Wonderland? Really... She's in this and I had never seen her before and I thought she was so great immediately. What's her name? I can't remember. Isn't this the girl from
1: Wonderland? Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't see her is here. Is that the... her?
0: I'm looking for her the, in the credits. I don't... I don't think so. Really? The
1: His, like, love interest that was sort of like a... I don't think that's the same person.
0: I'm going to look it up.
1: I, I think it's this girl. Her, her character name was Linda, maybe? I don't recognize her. She was in... Far From Home. Are you afraid of the dark? D3. Okay. Not very much stuff. Okay. The awesome, I really thought awesome that was the girl six.
0: from that show. Oh. Huh.
1: She did have a, a kind of a familiar look, but I don't... Yeah, that wasn't her. Oh, okay. Oh, the the Pantera
0: scene is bullshit, by the way. When she says that, she's oh, like, oh, yeah, I love I Pantera. I, uh, the minute I saw that, I was like, horseshit.
1: <laughs> I was like, what, a, what an entirely bizarre thing for them to say in a Disney movie. Because I don't think any teenager likes Pantera. <laughs> right.
0: It's not like something like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I mean, it's 1996. They should have said something like Foo Fires or something. You know.
1: I don't know. I don't know what they should have said, but that was bizarre. Yeah. Who decided that? You'll be
0: those. Uh, Whoever filmed the hockey sequences in part three did an amazing job because there's clearly some stunt double stuff there. And I, I was shocked that it worked. Um, especially in part two when Emil Estevez is probably an okay skater, but not as good as they were showing him competing with the guy from uh, Iceland. And I was like, whoever's editing and shooting this is doing a great job. The this, this sports in this... The actual gameplay in two and three are amazing.
1: Mhm. You know what's funny is that I really enjoy sports movies, um, but I don't really care. Oh for sports. yeah, I <laughs> the same exact thing. I cannot.
0: Here's the thing: is I can watch dramas of almost any sport, but if it's football, fuck no. I do not like football dramas. I will watch the football comedies, and that's it.
1: I will tell you that I that I I would I would say that I I enjoy them the least of all <laughs> i do quite like baseball movies of most varieties i i, I do kind of like um i like them pretty much hockey of any kind i have a, i actually do like hockey but um considering the amount of live sporting events i've seen um i could probably count on one hand most of them are football uh however i do actually understand football uh, so that helps quite a bit. I don't understand um,
0: football I, at all, and I can't believe you've seen this many football games.
1: How the fuck have you seen so many football games? Well, I mean, I went to a lot of them in high school because that was the oh, only thing right. to do in our town. Right, I forgot. But I will tell you that you, I learned I, I learned how football worked from playing powder puff football in college. Oh, right, so that, I forgot so about the, that. That's a thing. I almost... A girl almost broke my face. Oh. And um, I thought I was going to be... I thought she actually broke my jaw. But I am actually a good football player. And my roommate explained it very well to me. So I think that you can enjoy... I mean, you can enjoy sports movies without understanding the fucking sport, but I think that it helps. It makes it less frustrating when you do understand it. I think football is probably the one, most confusing sport there is. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe, uh, what's the one with the brooms? That one's confusing oh, too. Oh, men with brooms, men, yeah, with, yeah. men with brooms explains it very well, so thank you. That's a very excellent sports movie. Um, I think it, it does help, but you're, you're right. I think on sports movies, that's uh, football is lower on my list of hockey and baseball are much higher up there but.
0: Yeah. the uh, anyway I don't know see, yeah we saw so many hockey but, games what, as kids though because seen the four wing comments but that's a, that, I think I've been to a couple ice games in college and that was it uh, hockey is not as common because it's so hard to ensure you know in, in the, the, the whole plane area is different and it's it does seem it's very regional up north. Of course, you have more hockey than you would down south. At least that's the way it used to be.
1: Yeah, I mean, and we have a couple of teams in our state, but California is a ginormous state. Right. And I think, you know, the there's San Jose and are, did the might is my the Mighty Ducks actually still a team? I
2: don't
0: know. Are actually. they a team? I have no idea. They're still a team. I
1: think that. I did think that was kind of funny in the third movie, how he was like, how he referenced. that There's a professional, you know, there's a professional uh, hockey team named after us. That kind of cracked me up. But um, if it's not even still a team, then there's really only one, I think, one team in in California. And California is a pretty huge state.
0: No, there has to be. The LA Kings, Sacramento, or San Jose Sharks. Well... there's other ones.
1: The Kings is that are they a hockey team? I'm There's two account. different
0: Kings. Uh, LA Kings and Sacramento Kings. But we had uh when I lived in Hillsboro, wow. uh right down the street from Target where I worked was a hockey a training place for the Winterhawks. And so uh one of the ladies I worked with, her husband was on the team. We went to like every game. They were called I oh, kid that- you not the Trunk Monkeys. <laughs>
1: Is that, like, a minor league team?
0: A minor of a minor, 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 minor. Junior uh, it's like,
1: ice hockey team.
0: Kind so of. That's I, cool. I, mean, they were, I mean... They were in their 20s, but they were the team that the Winterhawks would train with.
1: I think that's cool. If I had some more close, uh, closer team, I would definitely go. Because I think it's kind of fun. And I maybe it's because I had positive memories of, like, you know, going to games and stuff when we were little kids. Yeah. But... Maybe that's why I like hockey more than other stuff. I'm not really sure. Um. Um, Anyway...
0: Yeah, it's it's a franchise that stood the test of time. People still love it, of course, because we have a, re, a revival. But, I mean, it became a real team. It was a cartoon with fucking mutant ducks <laughs> that were superheroes,
1: I think, or something. But I've um, never seen it, but I'll have to check that out. The, the <laughs> biggest
0: amazing. thing of this is that it was a launching pad for so many successful actors now. And good lord, if Jake Gyllenhaal got this and Joshua Jackson was never discovered, the world would be a lot less mm. enjoyable because Jake I, found I, his way. I'm just
1: going to say... Yeah. Jesus he is a quality, he is a good actor and I know that Dawson's Creek is some dumbass shit but I have sat through the entire series at least three times and I'm going to say that the majority of that reason is because he is so good in yeah. that show No, Pacey like, he is doesn't the have best the best, best to yeah. work with but he does such a great job with it yeah. you know and then he goes on to do such great things as an adult um, and I I like just recently watched the like that mini series thing that that are uh, with Reese Witherspoon that he was in I can't even remember what it was called.
0: Uh, yeah, of course, friends. Let's not forget that. That's the one that really like.
1: Oh, of course. Yeah. That's like obvious. And but there's other stuff that he's he's been in that I the haven't skulls. seen. The <laughs> Oh, the I saw that you had that on your voodoo account, and I demand demand that we watch it okay. for this podcast in the future. Um <clears throat> I don't know what we would pair it with, but we'll figure I think it out. We always have fun.
0: I think be... we have fun sometimes trying to pair it with like the perfect thing. Um it's a little frustrating sometimes, but once you get it you're like, yes Whereas it's easy no, to get it. No, I it's... think
1: that that's part of the fun for for me definitely is like trying to figure like ooh, ooh, it doesn't make any sense but I do really, really love one of his other movies. You know which one? You know which one? Is it
0: Cruel Intentions? No, Urban although Legend. we should. We, <laughs> oh, 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 oh star, State of Mind.
1: That they don't go together at all, but I love that movie so, so very much, and I think it does not get any. It does not get any love, and it really should. Yeah, well, it went um, straight to video.
0: It, it's, uh, it was so thrown away by Sony. <laughs>
1: And we could watch Gossip. That movie yeah, is fucking great.
0: I've never seen that. Never...
1: <laughs> it's not great, but oh, okay. it does have Norman Reedus in one of his earlier roles, which I appreciate. So anyway, we'll figure it out. But I do think we need to have a, a little Joshua Jackson love fest because yeah. this definitely wasn't enough.
0: Um. So our next episode is going to be celebrating 25 years of the craft. So we're watching the original and the semi-sequel remake. What is it? Is it a sequel or a remake? What is it?
1: I'm not quite certain, and I have not watched it yet. So I, I okay. guess I'll we can figure it out. You know, originally,
0: together, if, on there, the podcast. if there wasn't the sequel, I had this on my list last year before I knew that there was ever going to be a legacy. Is that I had it with the Covenant, which is basically The Craft but with boys. Mm. And uh, I was torn, mm-hmm. but I clearly unless unless The Craft Legacy sucks ass, we'll we'll do the double feature of that. But we're definitely celebrating the first. Okay. one. Okay.
1: Definitely,
0: definitely. Okay, that sounds good to me. All right, so that is it with this episode. Everybody, thank you very much for supporting us. We are on Facebook under uh, Video Night Podcast and on social media, uh, Twitter under... Who gives a fuck? (laughs) I just I don't give a shit about Twitter. (laughs) I mean,
1: literally, it's everywhere. You can find it on anything. Just ask us if you want to find more episodes. Yeah,
0: so many many, uh, apps it's on now. It took me forever just to load it up to everything. But definitely, iTunes is our big deal, I guess. But, um... Anything you want to say before we go?
1: Nah. All
0: right. All well, I want to say is uh, quack, 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 quack quack, Quack 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 quack. Quack 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 quack. Quack, Mr. Dead source. Quack quack. Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> All right, everybody. Bye.